Today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. You're listening to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's Thursday. How awesome is that? It's Thursday, one of the best days of the week. It's not, it's because it, the anticipation is really like coming up. Like, whoo-hoo! You know it's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. You know it's Thursday. That means tomorrow... You know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is a drag race of a day. It's fucking Friday. Nobody can hold you down on Friday. And you know what the best thing about Friday is? And I love so much. It's Friday for everyone. And if you're sitting somewhere finding exception with everything I say, just turn off the podcast. Do you think I don't? Just let me ask you this. Do you think while you're sitting there saying, well, it's not Friday if you work on Saturday and Sunday, your week actually starts. Do you think that I, again, do you think that I don't know that? Just ask yourself that before you like start texting or, or whatever you're going to do. <laughs> do, you, do you think that I don't know that? Do you think that I am unaware that I'm making a generalization about people and the work week? Now, historically, I try not to be so oppositional to the so very few people who listen to this program. (laughs) I have to. We have to speak in generalities, all right? I'm generally speaking about people who work Monday through fucking Friday. There, person in your car sitting there, "Mm, I feel better now. I can, whatever, lower my hat back down over my eyes and keep driving with both hands over my wheel. Over my wheel, both hands on the wheel. I don't know why you're wearing a cap. You know why? Maybe your hat says, make America great again. I'm sure that there are, I hope that there is a breadth of political affiliates who listen to this program. I hope so. I don't want to just talk to one type of person. I also want white supremacists. <laughs> oh, white supremacists like, no, dude, we're already here. We're with you. We're good. We, 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 we picked up on what you're putting down over the first month of this show. And <laughs> just like the president, you're our guy. I want everybody here. I want to figure out a way for people to fucking work, a lot, work together and get along. And I'm not going to do it today. But I think the place we would start, if we ever did that, is... Can we all not agree? Here's the thing. We'll we'll make a Venn diagram. Can we not all agree that at the center of the Venn diagram, and this is as far as I've gotten, is the outcast song, Hey Ya. If you don't enjoy that song, maybe you're not one of us. I think that's the best way to say that. If you can't shake your ass or try to shake your ass or enjoy people shaking their ass and feel something inside when you hear, hey, yeah, and you can watch that amazing video where I think Andre is dressed like a jockey and playing, maybe he's playing the guitar, maybe he's miming it, I don't know. I think he actually did learn how to play guitar. He probably, listen to me, like, I think Andre 3000, he, 
He's got, you know, if he just sticks with it, he might have a fucking career. 89 trillion records sold. One of the most important hip-hop groups. One of the most important musical groups of all time. He probably knows how to make a G chord on a guitar. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry for that. But if you can start at Hey Ya, can we, can we just, maybe that's where we start. Right, left, unaffiliated, whoever you are, unaffiliated. White man, apparently, is the worst thing you can be in prison. I heard that once. I feel like unaffiliated white man. And I'm the worst you can see in prison. Maybe we just start at Heya. Maybe it just starts right there. Can we build a better world from Heya? Well, then you have to ask yourself, do your leaders... Like, can they respond to hey yeah? What does Mitch McConnell feel inside? And you're probably going to be like, hey, dude, Mitch McConnell's, you know, dead inside. Mitch McConnell reminds me of Gary Oldman in that movie that was a sequel to Silence of the Lambs, but Clarice Starling wasn't in it. Yeah, regular listener, you can tell I know five movies. <laughs> I know The Hunt for Red October. I know Silence of the Lambs, and I'll figure out what the other three are later. What are? Uh, it doesn't matter right now. But the second movie, I think it was called Hannibal, which quite possibly in the tr- in the. All right, I don't want to. I'm sorry to do this to you, but Gary Oldman plays a character who lives in a fucking amazing place, and he kind of resembles. If you've seen the movie, you can search Gary Oldman. It could not even have been Gary Oldman. I couldn't even recognize him. But his name is Mason, I think, in the movie. I don't know anything more about him. Jodie Foster is not in this one. It's it's Julianne Moore. A red-headed Julianne Moore. Mitch McConnell and that character, if you search Gary Oldman, Hannibal, image, Mitch McConnell, there's a, there, they share a resemblance. And your instinct is to think, well, Mitch McConnell is not exactly like a say what you want about the guy. It doesn't seem like a pro-fun agenda that he's pushing. And this is not a political conversation, by the way. I just want you to know I'm not, I'm not digging right into the weeds right off the bat. But Mitch McConnell, who does resemble that character in that movie... You might think fun is not at the top of his priorities. And it certainly does not seem to be that way. But give the man... You have to allow that he's a human being. I do not... It's not productive for either side to dehumanize one another. No matter how abhorrent we find their actions. Wow, I sound like a smart person. It's not appropriate to dehumanize the other... Well, even when we find their actions abhorrent. I think I'm using one of those words right. But I do know that if you dehumanize the other, that unlocks something in your brain to not treat them as human beings. And that's how, uh, you know, genocides happen. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. Today we're talking about Andre 3000 and genocide. <laughs> Fuck, I'm never going to get a job on the river. 
or safe radio. What a, there's a radio station in Atlanta, and by Atlanta I mean it's probably programmed out of Kansas City or some Midwestern place that goes everywhere. Uh, it's it's got a fish on it, and it's like it's like safe. I think it says it's safe for the whole family. Like we don't listen to ACDC, which when I was a little boy. Everyone said meant, after Christ, devil comes. <laughs> Which, I don't know what that means. After Christ, devil comes. ACDC. ACDC. It doesn't matter. We're starting with Andre 3000. And what we're really doing, people, if we want to get along, and I'm going to move away from Mitch McConnell, and even Andre 3000 here on, good morning, welcome to Getting My Act Together. You're listening to Dave and the River. This is Dave surfing down the river. What happened to the Braves? I can't believe it. Is that, am I already one month into this podcast and I'm making fun of those guys? That's how far I've fallen? What's next? Airplane food? Oy vey, oy vey. We have to start somewhere, and it starts with hey ya. That's what I'll say. But I am generalizing guy in your car, and it's only a guy. Like, you know, other people actually work on the weekends, so Friday is not. I know. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Thursday, dude, is badass. The whole thing is is growing. It's 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 month eight of a pregnancy, and for those of you who. Uh, are in the listening demographic who don't know as much about pregnancy that I now know. A woman should, or a term, carrying a baby is actually 10 months, 40 weeks. I didn't know that. Did you? Now you do. I don't know why they say nine months, time, last period, blah, blah, blah. But it's really 40 weeks. So there. It's abhorrent to dehumanize the other side. What Dave and the River on Cooter 101. See, it's Thursday. I even have a Thursday energy in me, you know? And I'm somebody who, as a comic, usually works Friday and Saturday nights. So, Mr. In Your Car. <laughs> but I know the people in the crowd trying to get ripped and have a good time and forget about Dave and the Cooter. They, generally speaking, work Monday through Friday. But I have that Thursday energy because what Thursday means is tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is fucking Friday, and can't nobody hold me back on Friday. Can't nobody. Friday is the day when your spirit is is full and free. And as I said, it's Friday for everyone. Friday is a drag race of a day. Friday is donk master. That's what Friday is. No matter how big of a prick your boss is, no matter how bad your job is, and I think the majority of them, probably like relationships, are not great. Let's be honest. And I think it speaks to the resilience in the human being that we get through them. Because they're pretty shitty. And who gives a fuck about helping somebody sell something more to that they don't need nobody but we're pretty resilient and we take the little scraps that we can get from the system and your scrap might be a lot bigger than mine whatever 
And we work these soulless jobs that don't do much for us. And we're so resilient as human beings, we try to find meaning in them. I, I'm, a, I'm an attorney, let's say. And I, I review these documents. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to help this person better be able to, I'm going to help them be better able to uh, build uh, an, uh, an exemption to their proposed, like, who fucking cares? But you know what? It, it matters. You're doing something that has value. You're getting paid for it. Even if you're getting paid shit scraps, you're getting paid a lot of scraps. The point is, it's Friday, and you can't be held back. And you know, sooner or later, Friday's going to be over. Sooner or later, it's going to be over. And then guess what? <laughs> it's the weekend, motherfuckers. So the pregnancy that is on Thursday in month eight, tomorrow it's going to give birth and it's ready to give birth, about to pop. I'm about to pop. Does everybody remember Rock of Love with Brett Michaels <laughs> on VH1? Uh, I remember I watched some of it. Brett said uh, he was so excited he was about to pop. <laughs> Like, Brett, I'm here watching this with my mom. Like, Brett, like, man, she's, I'll tell you what, I was about to pop. <laughs> I don't know what he means, but I have an idea. And just hearing fellow man, citizen, Brett Michaels, say he was about to pop was a little startling. <laughs> Rock of Love, circa 2004. Friday, nobody, no matter what happens, you know it's going to be over, and then it's Saturday, and anything fucking goes. How great is that? So Thursday is like the Thanksgiving of the week, because it signals there are going to be a lot of good things in the future. Whether you want to go for a bike ride on Saturday, you go for a bike ride. How liberating is that? Just, just get your bike and pedal it and see where you go. See what happens. Go look at the birds. Go look at the trees. Go look at the graffiti under the bridge. Go listen to Graffiti Bridge by Prince. Go listen to Sign of the Times by Prince. Go through the whole Prince catalog if you want. Go find out if Prince, whatever happened to Prince's estate. You could spend your whole day, you could get smashed, smoke a bunch of weed, and just search the internet all day to find out what happened to Prince's estate. Because apparently he did not have his, quote, affairs in order. You could, go, you could do anything you want on Saturday. How great is that? So, Saturday is a great day. If you don't hate your job at an extreme level and know you have to go back to it on Monday, Sunday's a great day. And so is Friday because Fridays can't nobody hold me back. And like I said earlier, so if Thursday is going to be a good day because it's like, ho, 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 here we go. Tomorrow's Friday. Thursday's pretty good. Friday's great. Saturday's great. Sunday should be good if you don't hate your boss, or Monday morning you have to report to your parole officer and the party's over. 
then Sunday. And I know this because at many times in my life, whatever was going to happen on Monday, I was going to dread. It was going to be a reminder that I had been fucking up, whether it was being back in school and I was going to get some results or I was going to go to a job that I didn't like. Usually it was going to be bad news on Monday. But over the years, my Mondays have gotten better. Who who cares about my Mondays? You're right. I agree with you 100%. Guy in your car, shout out to you. you're, You're right. You have your hat on and your hands on the wheels. And you were right. Who gives a shit about my Mondays? But what I'm saying is if you get Thursday, good. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty good. You're winning. That's four out of seven days. And what does that do? That tells you, fucking A. Whatever that is. What is four divided by seven? Uh, I don't know. But it's more than 50%. Four divided by seven. Am I getting, am I, it's a math podcast now. How many times is seven going to 40? Almost six. There. So it's almost 60% of the week. Pretty badass. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What does that mean? That means... We discussed the resilience of human beings already. You can handle this Monday through Wednesday bullshit. Because half of Monday is just complaining about how shitty Monday is. With all people who share that viewpoint. Anyway, is this just from talking about Thursday? I didn't mean to do that. But happy Thursday. And I hope you have a great Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's a lot of days. And there was something I wanted to mention, and I don't know to what degree I will investigate it, but I mentioned Brett Michaels told me one time on TV that he was about to pop. This week, New Yorker columnist and CNN reporter Jeffrey Tubin, CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin, became a verb. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like I'm I, sorry, dude. I gotta go tubin. <laughs> I'm going tubin. Oh, Chattahoochee River? No, tubin. If you know what I mean. Oh, you mean like you're gonna be sixty and pull your dick out on a ten minute break and masturbate to completion and probably figure out a way to cleanse yourself before you jump back onto that Zoom call? Yes, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not going to Chattahoochee River at all. I'm tubin. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you have to do it sometimes. You have to do it. Jeffrey Tubin, I'll tell you what Jeffrey Tubin has is a very supportive wife. That's what he has because I know he has another baby mama. I know that he screwed around on his wife once and made a baby and to apparently still with him and again this is my own insecurity they probably have a more evolved relationship than I do with my wife they've had you know uh, this is honest about Jeffrey Tubin and his wife they've had much heavier serious conversations like let's put our fucking cards on the table conversations than I've ever had with my wife I've never said I know we've been married and we have some kids but I um, I uh, impregnated a woman who is younger than you. And whether or not she's more attractive, 
that'll be for everybody who has the internet to decide. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure I know what either one of them looks like. Your narrator here speaking. But now uh, I impregnated this woman, and what are we going to do about it? And I'm being glib now, but my wife and I have never had a conversation of that make or break. And Tubin and his wife have. And now they probably had a conversation of, I know, I know it seems like it is a, it falls into a basket of some things that maybe I don't exactly exert 60-year-old level control over. But um, <laughs> it's weird. While I was on a call with my colleagues at the New Yorker, <laughs> God, now I just picture that. Like Monopoly guy with his monocle on. The New Yorker fat dude with his, hmm, what is this, Mr. Tubin? Oh, you're going Tubin. Oh, you need a bio break, Jeffrey? What, well, by all means, please, please share much of your bio with, with whoever you're sharing it with. I was on a call and I, uh, you know, because it was a 10-minute break, I thought I could... Rub one out. I've never. I, I can't imagine looking. I could say it to my wife, but I. I know. No. I know. I know. It seems like I. It seems consistent with some other things, but I would like to stay with you. And uh, well, that one went into a ditch because, like I said, quite frankly, Jeffrey Tubin and his wife have a more evolved relationship than my wife and I do. Clearly. That's interesting. Anyway, shout out to Jeffrey Tubin. I thought, I thought there was comedy there, and it, in in turn, it just means that, uh, you know, you're tougher when you go through go through things together. And Jeffrey and his wife have done that quite a bit. So shout out to fucking them. And is this the one also the one with Andre three thousand, and the Holocaust, the genocide? Sorry, I didn't want to be specific. Am I going to bring Slayer back into it? No. But don't ever forget that Mengel or Mengele's Wikipedia page says after Auschwitz. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling to me to this day. After Auschwitz. After Auschwitz, he took a summer abroad. Actually took 35 summers abroad in South America before he died swimming. After Auschwitz. So, Brett Michaels was going to pop. Jeffrey Tubin was going to pop. We don't know. I don't know. Nobody's told me if he did pop. But uh, what a world. What a world. And no judgment. I mean, the only judgment. That's not even judgment. The curiosity, the, the chin scratcher that I would, would have is, all right, you get the idea, the notion that you're going to engage in this act. Is the 10-minute window in, while you're taking a break the time to do it? Maybe it makes it more exciting. Maybe it also makes it exciting that your laptop is open uh, you know, at a 7-degree angle, and lo and behold, someone's grandmother can see you do this, Jeffrey. incredible also did you notice 
Did you notice? I noticed. I was told that the NFL, which is still playing, amazingly to me, the NFL still playing. There was a situation in which some Jets, I guess now at every NFL game, at every single NFL game, military jets fly overhead in a show of what? What is, what is that meant to accomplish? Is that patriotic? Guy in the car is like, you're fucking right it is. Love it or leave it. Dude, I can't. I can't leave it. I live here. I own part of a home here. I can't leave it. I pay taxes here like a fucking chump. I pay my taxes like a sucker. Ugh, drives me crazy. I can't leave it, dude. I was born here. I'm as much of this fucking place as you are. So you, what, if you love it so much, why don't you fucking make it great again? <laughs> like it was in 1491 and get the fuck out of here yourself, you asshole. I don't know why the planes fly overhead because... The NFL is like a branch of the military, to be honest. But there's nobody in the fucking stadiums. <laughs> so the get everybody engorged with the flag and patriotism and all that apparently maybe is not as necessary. And sports broadcaster Troy Aikman and his partner Joe Buck apparently were heard saying something like, this is dumb. Which, you know what? A lot of people think. They just don't say it because they don't want to get in fights every time they go to a football game. They just want to enjoy the game. Because you know why? Their job on Monday sucks. So they're trying to make their Sunday decent. That's why they're getting ripped. Yeah, and you know what? They're going to have a great time until they sober up right before they go to bed or while they're sleeping, and then Monday comes around. But a lot of people think it's dumb. Does that mean they hate their country? No. Does that mean they hate the military? No. If that's what you want it to mean to you, then that's what it means to you. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean what you think is right. A lot of people think that's dumb. A lot of people think it's just a fucking game of football. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. You want to solve the fucking problem? Take the fucking flag out of the NFL. It's it's not Iwo Jima. Who gives a shit? It's a football game. And I would say all due respect, but not all due respect. I mean, respect for the people that, you know, are injuring themselves and causing themselves brain damage doing it because they oftentimes don't have other options. Respect to those people. But to the... The craft, the art of football, get the fuck out of here. Respect, all due respect. It's a football game. Politics shouldn't enter sports? Well, then take the goddamn flag out of it. Because that politicizes it. Right? You know what is really insulting to the flag, flaggers? Is flying it at an NFL game. The NFL of Terry Bradshaw. That's offensive to the flag. It's insane. The 
We are not all that fucking... It, the, the mascot of the NFL, a non-profit organization, <laughs> the mascot of the NFL... Now, and, and again, I know there's no humor in this, but I'm on one now, so... I'm too far to press stop. <laughs> I should have a long time ago. You're right, guy in the car. The mascot of the NFL is a Terminator who does jumping jacks. Let's not take it so seriously. It's not a flag over a coffin. That's a different thing. It's not that flag over a coffin from a war in which nobody saw anything happen being loaded onto a plane and people asked to observe a moment of silence. That's not what this is. This is a fucking football game. This is a game where grown men dress in black and white stripes and run around throwing yellow cloths at each other. Where another man on a side of the action, he holds a red flag, and if he doesn't like what he sees, he throws it as high as he can into the air. And then the men in the black and white shirts come over and they say, well, we have a yellow one, you have a red one. Well, red is greater than yet. Like, the fuck are we talking about here? Remove the flag from it. Do something that you, if you want the game to be, a, sports is a unifying force. Then take the fucking flag out of it. And we can be, and, and don't fly military jets over every fucking game. That would unify us. Like here, we're just taking a break from everything. And here on Sunday, we're going to watch a football game. Anyway, apparently, uh, Cowboy himself, Troy, Aik Troy Aikman and Joe Buck said something like, this is dumb. That's not what they said, guy in the car. I know, but it's what I'm saying, they said. You have the internet. I don't, the gist is, they said something and it made people mad at them. And then, needless to say, it went online. <laughs> if you don't like Troy Aikman, you're a fucking prick. You know what? That's what we're going to start. We're going to start with Heya and Troy Aikman. And if you, I, I mean, if unless, of course, in all fairness, you are a Redskins fan, an Eagles fan, or a Giants fan, then it's okay if you hate Troy Aikman. Because he made your teams unhappy for a very long time. I get it. But at the objective level, if you don't like Troy Aikman, the problem resides in your heart. Okay? We start with, this is the platform. Hey, ya, uh, Troy Aikman. That's all I have thus far. And so everything went online. Aikman takes a kicking. Joe Buck takes a kicking. And, and, and grown adults who are engorged by watching men throw cloths at each other are now online typing into their phones who, who is a patriot and who is not a patriot. A patriot. A, like somebody who threw tea into Boston Harbor is being equated with a flag at a foot. Do you know what a fucking football game is? It's a football game. It is not a war memorial. Take the fucking flag out of it. Sports is a force for common good. 
There's a lot you can learn about the world through sports. You can learn teamwork and competition and getting your ass kicked and kicking someone else's ass and bouncing back and all these great things. If they truly are unified, take the fucking divisive thing out of it. Well, you're a fucking commie. Now, uh, this is not funny. You're right. And it, I didn't want it to be political today because it's Thursday. But at least we do have hey ya. And Troy Aikman, we can build from there. We can build from there. If we have demonstrated that we cannot agree about this flag, and for some reason, what does the military have to do with football? If we can't agree on that, let's just remove it. Or is that, a, is that, is that commie? Is that socialist to do that? I'm not suggesting removing U.S. flags from capital buildings. That's not what I'm doing at all. Nor am I saying remove the U.S. flags from the fighter jets. I'm saying remove the flag from the NFL because we can't handle it. And by handle it, I mean both of us. It drives me fucking crazy. And it drives you crazy that someone doesn't think exactly like you do. So why don't we come together, as Brett, as Jeffrey Tubin might say, why don't we come together and say, you know what, for the greater good, why don't we remove the flag from these proceedings? Because it doesn't have shit to do with anything. The flag doesn't have anything to do with football. What's interesting to me, though, guy in the car, you could speak to this, so please dial in at one eight 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 six two two. 622 I'm not going to promise that the next podcast will be funny, but I'm going to walk away from this one, not like a bomb, like, ugh, God, this is really uh, life-changing, and I need to just injure myself. But I will walk around thinking, should maybe try to get something funny in the next one. That would be cool. Like, it says stand-up comic Joe Smith. Like, maybe I should do something that supports that because right now it's just an allegation of my own about myself. So, guy in your car, does your brain explode when it's Fox, your Foxers, Aikman and Joe Buck, getting saying the fucking military salute is dumb? It's not what they said. It's what they said to me because I read the headline. That's all I did. But it happened on Fox... The, I mean, guy in the car, can we accept that Fox has a political lean a little bit? It happened on Fox, so like, there's got to be like an extra level of betrayal. So that I guess, I, I guess I get that. If you're watching Fox and you hear Aikman and Buck, the face or the voices of Fox, say something inconsistent with your foxness, that's going to be hyper-offensive. I get that. I get that. But also, wouldn't you then be more outraged at Fox for putting out a movie years ago like Borat, cultural learnings of whatever to make gift the glorious benefit Kazakhstan? A movie, by the way, Foxer, 
made by a Jewish man, Sasha Baron Cohen, and I think directed by another Jewish man, Larry Charles, where they spend the entire time mocking your foxness. For better or worse, I'm not saying I agree with it or I don't agree with it. And I don't remember the movie all that well. But I know Sasha Baron Cohen has the biggest balls of any entertainer in the world. Without Case close. Who's even close? Who's even close? They make this movie making fun of your Clemsonness, making fun of your South Carolina, making fun of us, making fun of the United States of America. Who, if I do remember, most of the time in that movie, the target of the prank came off well-meaning, came off like they're not assholes. That I mean, or I could misremember it, but I thought there were some sweet moments where people didn't just play into the dumb racist stereotype. But here's the question, Foxer. Okay, and now the military's overhead. You know why? Because they heard me. You can't hear it. But right above the, on the sound spectrum of, or to the left of it on the sound spectrum, to the left of the leaf blowers that are going outside, there's now a, there's now a helicopter up above that that sounds, sounds like a military helicopter, which for some reason now all the time fly over Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a thing the governor and the mayor are having a fight. And we're just pawns in the play. Chris Christie closed a bridge or a tunnel in a political move. People in New Jersey should remember that every single day. Chris Christie closed, was it a tunnel? Fort Lee tunnel? Bridge? Just to fucking piss somebody off. And the people in New Jersey, regardless of your political party, should think about that every single day. And I say that uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Sasha Baron Cohen and Larry Charles travel the United States to make fun of the United States and our ignorance, right? Who releases that movie? Who profits from that movie? 20th Century Fox, which is what? Owned by News Corporation, which is Murdoch's mega corporation, which owns Fox News. What am I? Am I this? There is nothing. I, I agree with you. There's nothing funny about this. And it sounds like a college sophomore just found Wikipedia. That's what it sounds like. But I'm talking at it like, I'm blowing your minds. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Rich people don't care how they make their money. <laughs> they can expose hatred and fear and greed and racism. Or they can criticize it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you, listener. It sounds like, like I said, a, a college sophomore just found Wikipedia. Wait a minute. Murdoch is fomenting this over here on Fox News, but also over here he's making fun of all those people. And how are those people going to respond? I this is. I I apologize to you, listener. I, I should have used this forty minutes to talk more in depth about the hunt for Red October. which I don't think was a 20th Century Fox release. 
But I will be mindful of this. I will be mindful of the fact that I owe you more humor. And that talking about the NFL and flags is not all that humorous. And I also will leave you with this. If you are a man, a dude in your car, if you're a man listening to this program, and you're going to go out this weekend, and you're not going to, I don't care if you social distance or not. I don't, I don't care if you wear a mask. I don't care if you wear a condom. You know Jeffrey Tubin wouldn't. If you're going to go out, if you're going to try to meet a woman, remember, all you have to do is be a decent guy. <laughs> That's it. doesn't make you great. But just remember, men, if you feel like you don't have a lot going for you, and I mean this fucking so sincerely, this should get you through the next day. Remember, you're only compete. Don't think about women. Just think about your competition. You're only competing against other men. It does not mean that you're good or great or better but that we make the bar pretty fucking low. Now, this is just... It's like, what did I want to accomplish? Not just on this podcast, but in life. Like, what is, what is, the, what is my mission here? <laughs> That's what I need for my life. I need a mission statement. But just be a decent guy. Do these two things. Show up and don't make her cry. If you can do those things, you're in the 85th percentile. And then after that, it's all downhill from there. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I promise that I will think about trying to be more humorous and entertaining next time. But I appreciate you indulging me and my bullshit. And we're going to start with Hey Ya and Troy Aikman. Can we... Can we can we start there? Hey, yeah, and Troy Aikman, and tell me what else is going to go into those things. Aikman seems like a high character, unvarnished. Here's the truth. Live and let live. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to just bend to what you think either. I couldn't tell you how Troy Aikman votes. I couldn't tell you. And why should I in his job? He, he shouldn't be telling me about that. We start with Andre. We start with Heya. And we have Aikman. Tell me what else we can get in there. Maybe it's... Maybe it's cold beer. Maybe it's cold beer. Is that the third thing? Now it sounds like I, I'm trying to build the fucking frat house. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.